Good morning, Storyline. So here we are. It's now 2021, and we're still online. And the truth is, we probably will be for a while yet. We are going to be starting some new groups this month to give those of us who want to and who can stand another Zoom meeting a chance to connect. Please look for details in our Monday and Friday emails um, when they come out. So I guess I should start with Happy New Year. I'm not sure how you received these wishes last week. I was a little skeptical myself because, like I said, here we are, and it's just the same old, same old. It reminds me that every new year, in fact, each new day, begins at midnight. And the reality is 12 a.m. looks and feels exactly like 11.59 p.m. So there's nothing like new about it at all, right? This new year, new you hashtag that's been going around is actually just the height of magical thinking. Still, this is the time of year for us to reflect, to, to look back, to wonder how we got here and how we can keep going, or maybe for some of us, how we can get going. Bruce Springsteen in his Broadway show talks about the power of reflection, of looking back as a way to engage the future. I love that. I think it's so wise. And he has this great question for parents about the future. He asks, will you be an ancestor or a ghost? Will you help your children or haunt them? That's pretty good. It feels like a New Year's question, doesn't it? I mean, even if you aren't a parent, we could tweak it to something like, will our past haunt us or help us? I guess that's what I'm asking as I enter 2021. Is there a way for 2020 to help us and not haunt us? As I've been thinking about that question this last week or so, I keep coming back to this concept I often talk about in my PE classes at Lakeshore High School. See, each new semester, my students come into my PE class and it's an elective. They're, they're choosing to be there. And so they come to this class with high hopes and, and big dreams. And so we take a few days for each of them to design their own workout to try to achieve their own goals. And the details of what they're after often differ. Some of them want to lose weight. Some want to gain weight. Some want to get stronger or quicker or jump higher. It's different for different kids. But no matter how you slice it, in every sense, what every one of them is hoping for is this new year, new you. There is some excitement that goes with all of that hoping and dreaming and planning. But before we begin the semester, we also take some time to get real. And we talk about how everyone is going to have to leverage the very same reality to get to this new you. There is no escaping it, no way arounding it, around it, ducking it or avoiding it, to get stronger, to improve, to train your body into better condition requires time under tension period end of story time under tension no one likes this because it's not fun <laughs> in fact time under tension always feels somewhere between uncomfortable to painful it feels like yoga or running or lifting weights but this is the key this is the principle behind all human physical growth time under tension 
it stresses the body, it actually breaks it down in, in what's called the catabolic state. And then the miracle. The body recovers by going into an anabolic state where it builds back better and stronger than before. And the same is true for us psychologically and spiritually. Time under tension, while not fun or pleasant, is an absolute necessity for our growth, for human flourishing. Every parent, coach, and teacher knows this. We purposely put our children, players, and students under tension, whether it's doing chores, drills, or homework, taking out the garbage, lifting weights, or a pop quiz. Time under tension breaks us down and then builds us back better. We've talked about this before. Spiritually, we've looked at how doubt, for instance, can be a good thing. Not fun, never pleasant, but good nonetheless. And how detrimental it is for us to pretend to believe things that we don't. Because maybe we're hoping to fool God or trying to fool ourselves or maybe because we think we have to believe certain things in order to belong. When our honest questions are discouraged, when our sincere objections are not allowed, when doubt becomes this doorway to exclusion, we are upending a critically important opportunity. We are short-circuiting time under spiritual tension and missing out on the growth and the strength that can come from that. And this is why we often say when it comes to the life of faith that we must resist the temptation to resolve the tension. The life of faith in God's grace is hard. It's complicated. It's supposed to be. We see this over and over again in every figure in the Bible, including Jesus, which is why one writer summed it up like this. Our tolerance for tension determines our potential for growth. Soak that in for a second. Ask yourself if that is how you see challenge, doubt, difficulties, the tensions of life. I know it's far from my first reaction. But time under tension builds us back better and stronger than before. So the lesson here is don't avoid it. Don't dismiss it. Don't even fear it. The Bible says God is always working, so we must resist the temptation to resolve or run from or hide or pretend or distract from our way out of tension. Now, I'm not saying that all of the bad things, you know, the truly awful things that have happened this year or happened to us personally are God's way of giving us time under tension. Now, to some extent, that may be true some of the time, but I'm saying that this is the only way for us to respond if we're hoping for a new year to bring out the new you. We must embrace time under tension as a gift, as an opportunity, because nothing changes magically just because it's New Year's Day.
think this song is right, nothing automatically or magically changes on New Year's Day. But that doesn't mean that our lives and life itself can't change. It can. And maybe that begins by changing our relationship with tension. There's a passage in the Old Testament of the Bible, in the book of Leviticus, actually. And near the end of this book, a book that few people, including me, ever read, there's this line that, uh, that essentially says, if you'll do all of this, if you'll face the harsh realities of life head on, if you'll convert isolation into solitude, for example, something we've been talking about lately, if, in other words, if we'll resist the temptation to resolve the tension of life and instead face it, we can expect change, real change in our life. This is what God says. I will grant peace in the land and you will lie down and no one will make you afraid. I will remove wild beasts from the land and the sword will not pass through your country. I will look on you with favor and make you fruitful and increase your numbers and I will keep my covenant with you. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you will have to move it out to make room for the new. Isn't that a beautiful vision for the future? Peace in the land, no fear. The sword will not pass through your country. And then this. It ends with this beautiful idea of making room for the new. I love that. Like, how do we get there? <laughs> well, it seems like the new comes through time under tension. Don't shrink from it. Face it. This is what the Bible is trying to teach us. Don't try to resolve the tension. Live in it. Learn from it. Our tolerance for tension will determine our potential for growth. This is how life works. Look, for God to just make us magically strong would strip us of our humanity. I've learned this the hard way as a teacher. I can't make my students lift weights. I can teach them how and why it works. I can provide opportunities for time under tension but I can't make them do it because my students aren't robots to be programmed. They're people with choices. And we aren't God's pets to be trained. We are his children with real freedom. And it is in that real freedom that God is inviting us to cooperate, to co-create with him a peace in the land, a peace in our hearts, and he does that. Even in the life of Jesus, even through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, he does all of that through time under tension. This time under tension is an invitation to freely trust God to build us back better and stronger than before. On the other side, Right here is where I wish I could tell you dozens of stories of the unbelievable courage, grit, generosity, faith, and love that so many storyliners have shown in the face of 2020. 
I've had more than one person tell me, this has been the worst year of my life. And then you watch them and how they live and the love and the sacrifice and the service. It's just so inspiring. I've never been more inspired. What an incredible community God has given us. And some of these stories have already been shared. Some more will be shared in the future, but most will never be known, even by me. But what we see here in the stories of Storyliners in Leviticus, what we saw last week in Mary's embrace of an unwanted pregnancy, what we see in the life of Jesus and the way he faced death is a deep faith in God's grace, even in moments of tension. This is the invitation of each new year, of each new day, really. And it all begins at midnight. It begins in the darkness, in the tension. And when we remember that, and we resist the temptation to resolve, escape, distract, or numb ourselves from the tension in our life, well, we will have to move out the old to make room for the new. I've seen this so many times in my life and in the lives of people around me, and, but maybe most powerfully in my wife. Not long after we learned our daughter Emily's condition was terminal, our pediatrician called us aside as we were leaving the office one day and he looked at us and he said, you'll come out of this giants. Now, I didn't know what he meant by that. It actually didn't mean much to me. I, I, I know that people struggle with what to say to people in our situation at that time. And so, but as I looked back on it, I realized that he was seeing what was before us much more clearly than we did at that time. For the next five years of 24-7 care, for a little girl who was often very sick and always very fragile, that's what Lisa faced. That is time under tension. That changed things. And I can tell you that she's never been the same. God built her back stronger and better than before. And I could go on and on about all of the many ways that I see that in her life, but one that amazes me the most is her absolute fearlessness in the face of suffering. And I can tell you that we have been invited into some rooms where people are really facing it. I mean, really suffering. And Lisa is just unflinching in the, in the sight of it. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. And she has made an incredible difference in the lives of many people who faced a similar tragedy. She never ran from or shrink from her time under tension with Emily. I think that's where the strength comes from in her. She immersed herself into it. She surrendered to God in the midst of it and then faced it. And because of that, she became new through it all. It makes me wonder if the size of our problems is a really good indication of the size of our potential. And it reminds me of a point that Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung used to make. He said, most suffering in life is unnecessary. And most of that is caused by all the things that we do 
to avoid the necessary suffering of life. Now, I'm not saying that we should seek suffering or we should go out looking for time under tension. Life does that just fine on its own. And when we're in moments of ease and comfort and pleasure, we should enjoy it, not feel bad about it at all. But I am hoping to remind us of something that I think we all already know. And that is that, that by God's grace, the hardest and most difficult seasons of life can make us strong. They can make us new. So I'm trying to encourage all of us, beginning with me, believe me, let's not avoid necessary suffering of life, the time under tension that life presents us because our tolerance for tension really does determine our potential for growth. Let's enter 2021, which still feels as dark as midnight for many of us, acknowledging the one step up two steps back reality of life and in that tension discover the strength God has given us to live to even dance in his grace This morning my house was cold Checked out the furnace, she wasn't burning Went out and hopped in my old farm Hit the engine, she ain't turned We've given each other some hard lessons lately But we ain't learning Same sad story, it's a fact One step up and two steps There's a girl across the bar I get the message she 
sending mm, She ain't looking to marry me Oh honey, I'm pretending Last night I dreamt I held you in my arms Music was never ending Danced as the evening sky faded black One step up and two steps back One step up and two steps back One step up and two steps back Step up and two steps back That is one of my all-time favorite songs for so many reasons, but really because it, it's so honest and so hopeful. Life like it or not, is often time under tension. We can try to run from it or hide from it, but doing so will only make things worse and us weaker. The invitation of God to live in his grace is the chance for our history to stop haunting us and instead start helping us. It is the challenge to face our time under tension. And it is the choice we all have to make living out God's grace a beautiful one step up, two steps back dance of making room for the new. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this time and this opportunity to be together. We thank you for new beginnings and fresh starts. I'm going to lift up the Storyline community, and I, God, I pray that you would uh, remind us that 2021 is a new year. It's a new day. It's a new opportunity to trust you in the midst of everything that comes our way. I pray that you would give us your eyes to see, your ears to hear, your heart to love, the folks in our life who are suffering, who need to know that you love them and that you're on their side. I pray that you would um, bless us with the opportunity to be that message in the lives of those around us. God, I lift up 2021 and we, and we ask for your renewed grace each and every day to face the time under tension with and for and through your grace. As we log off now, I pray that you'd help us to grow and remain open alert, expectant, and dependent on you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, folks. Happy New Year.